Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God shall supply all you need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And my God shall supply all you need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We see here in the scripture the word need. We have various types of need. Spiritual need comes first. Secondly, physical needs. And when it comes to physical needs, you see mental needs, emotional needs, and then you have physical needs, and you have financial needs, and you have relational needs. You have a whole bunch of needs in the physical realm. And then you have spiritual needs. Spiritual needs, we see that whatever we need for the inner man to grow, whatever we need for our bodies to prosper, whatever we need for our minds to prosper, whatever we need for our souls to prosper and our relationship to prosper, everything comes from our soul. If the inner man, if the inner person, the real person is healthy, then the outside is also going to be healthy. That healthy person on the inside, we will become a healthy communicator. The healthy person on the inside will become a person with a healthy lifestyle. Everything will change. When you're healthy on the inside, then your outside also will begin to change, become healthy. And God is speaking to our heart today to say that the source of the blessing that comes from God begins with our soul. It begins with our soul. That means when when we turn to God and when we take God as our provider, He meets every need, all the needs we have, beginning with our spiritual needs. When our spiritual needs are met, our physical needs, emotional needs, mental needs, relation needs, all our needs shall be met. According to God's proportion, that means according to his reserve, according to what he has, he will meet all our needs. So when you look at your need, whatever your need may be, whatever you may have, whichever area you have a need, you may feel lonely. That's a need. You may feel like I don't have enough money. That's a need. You may you know, feel down. And you may feel downcast inside of you. That's the need. That means there's something low on the inside. And it is God who comes and he fills every void. When there is a void, it's God who comes in, fills that void. It's like we take the empty bowl and he fills it. We take the empty plate and he fills it. He has everything. Now, This is something that the Spirit of God is bringing to us, and I want to bring this before you, which is, if you go to a restaurant and you go to a buffet, you pay the bill and you you um, tell them, you know, how many people or whatever it is, and and then what do you do? They Once they give you the seat, then they give you what? Your plate, your fork, and your spoon, whatever you need. And then you take the plate, you take your empty plate, and now you start walking around. You have a whole bunch of stuff that's there, all kinds of foods that are there. I'm not trying to make you 
think about food and get you hungry. So please pay attention to what the Spirit of God is saying now. You look at everything and you take what you want. Everything is there. You take this and you take that and you take this and, and some people will want to take a bit of everything. They're saying, wow, I paid $9 and I'm not going to go without taking everything and I'm going to take this and I'm going to take that. I'm going to taste everything. And then there are some people who are picky who say, I don't like seafood and I don't like that. And they'll take a little of whatever is there. The bottom line is you have all these things available for you. It is your decision. It is your choice as to what you are going to take and what you're going to not take. God is speaking to hearts today. God has kept us everything for us in front of us. Everything is open. It's fully open for us. All kinds of blessings, spiritual blessings, physical blessings, mental blessings, emotional blessings, relational blessings, financial blessings. All the blessings are there, spread out before us. You know where it came from? It came from the cross of Jesus Christ. It came from the cross of Jesus Christ. As you know this, Jesus paid the bill for you. He paid it for you and now he gives you the plate and he says, I have everything for you. Go take it. Think about that. During this holy week, as we're going to go to Good Friday and we're going to meditate more on the suffering of Jesus Christ, know this. He paid the bill for you. You didn't have to pay it. All you need to do is you need to take the plate and go inside and take what you need from there. If you limit yourself, you can be like the picky eater. Uh, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. And you can just sit with some spinach and some some breadcrumbs and and some couple of stuff and then sit over there. Well, I only eat this much and this much will I eat and sit over there. Well, if you're like many of the people who say, I want to eat everything that is there until their tummy really hurts and they sit up there and some of them even go to the bathroom two, three times. They sit there and stall and they say, well, I didn't try that. I didn't try this. I didn't try it. And they take more. And they said, and eat, and eat, and eat. And they leave fully content. Well, I got more than what I paid for. I really ate today. There's just an illustration that the Spirit of God is bringing to us this night. Jesus paid the bill for us on the cross. He's taking us there and he's saying, I paid it on the cross. And from the cross comes all our healing. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, and monetarily, he takes us out of that curse by paying that price for us. In every way, God wants us to prosper in every way. So, having paid this bill, he says, now I want you to come and enjoy the feast that I have for you. It is up to you. And it is up to me to eat what we want, what extent we want, how much we want. This is where from one person to the other, it will differ. How much you're going to get, how much you're not going to get. How much you're going to take, how much you're not going to take. And there are some people who put a lot on their plate. You know why? They know 
I'll put a lot, I'll eat and I'll put some more and then I'll go and say, can I get a bag that I can take home? Because right now I'm not able to fully eat. They take some home too. God is speaking to us today. If you want to take everything that God has, because he has every blessing for you. He paid the bill for you. He suffered and died so that you can prosper in your spirit, soul, and body. In every way, God wants his people to be the head and not the tail. That means over Satan, you have power. Over sickness, you have the victory. Over financial trouble, you have the victory. Whatever the enemy may try to keep you confined to, you have the victory to break out of that and to come out through the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. And so, God says here, He will supply all your need. That means when you have a need, you can take it from there. You need to be hungry and you need to take a plate and go to the place and put it, serve it, eat as much as you want. But if I just don't want to say, well, I went already the first time. I don't want to go. You know, there are some people who who sit and say, who feel a little shy. And they say, I don't want to take the plate and go the second time. I don't want other people to think that I'm eating too much. But you know what? They're really hungry. You know what they'll do? They'll tell, can you take the plate for me? And can you get it for me? There's some people like that. And then there are others who say, well, I'm too embarrassed. I'm not going to tell somebody else to take the plate for me. I'll just sit and they'll regret. Then they'll see somebody else go go for the seconds and the thirds and they'll sit over there and they'll regret. Ah, I try to look like I'm like very, very, you know, good with my eating habits. And now like this one time I got to go outside and I couldn't really eat what I wanted to eat. And man, I see that person eating and this person eating, wish I can go and get, you know what? But in their minds the whole time, what will they think about me? They'll think that I'm eating too much. So I'm not going to eat. And what are they doing? They're depriving themselves. The opportunity that was given to them to eat as much as they want. They didn't make use of it. God is speaking to her today. When you come to the presence of God, when you're in the house of God, when you're in the presence of God, don't look at anyone. If you really want to get everything that God has for you, you have to know this is your time with God. When you worship, it is you and God only. When you're in the presence of God, you let go of everything. Don't worry about who will look at me and what they will think about me. I don't want to, you know, really be free because I don't want them hearing me say this. Or I don't want them, you know, thinking that my voice is this. And I don't want them thinking that I can't really hold a tune. Or I don't want people to think that, oh, they're being too emotional. If you want to experience everything that God has for you, step number one is let go of everything. Let go of every type of inhibition, whatever it may be. You know, in short, put that pride down and step on it. If you want to live, you need to kill that pride because that's your number one enemy. Oh, I don't want to. Why? It's pride. I don't want anybody to think this. You're putting up an image on the outside. Meanwhile, on the inside, you are actually desperate, but you're cutting that supply. You are Shortchanging yourself because of pride. Pride will be like a leech. It'll take everything out of you. When you come to the presence of God, know that. 
He has everything to offer. And you have everything to gain. Just don't let anything come come between you and God in the presence of God to keep you from experiencing everything that God has for you. The promise that God wants to give to us is he will supply all your needs. He will. Are you ready to get? This is where the problem is with many people. He has everything. God wants to give you everything. God wants to bless you in every way. God wants to prosper you in every way. But are you ready? Or are you letting other things stop you from receiving that which God has for you? When you're in the presence of God, is Jesus your focus? Is what he has for you and what he's offering to you? Is that your focus? Or is other people and other things your focus? Sometimes others will look at what other people are eating. And meanwhile, they're completely missed out on what they should eat. It's important to be in the presence of God, be a receiver of everything that God has, and know that we're all in the house of God. If Imagine if every single person just pays attention to God, and it's only them and Jesus. It's only them and the Lord that's working there. And they receive everything that God releases from the pulpit and every word that is coming. You're believing and you're taking it in. Imagine what will happen to every single one in the church. The whole atmosphere will change. The whole life of people will change. Everything will change. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches. So what God spreads out before us is rich. Is It is out of this world. It is out of the ordinary. It is something that is very rare. And it's a treasure. God says, I will give to you everything you need. Do you know where it comes from? It comes from the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So you think about this. God says, I know your need. And he doesn't say, well, you have a need and go there and get it met. No, he says, I will supply. God himself will supply all you need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When God supplies your need, when God becomes your supplier, know this for sure. God has no second-hand thrift store. God doesn't give anything that is cheap to his people. God is never going to say, well, you want this for you. I'll just throw you a slice. God had me speak on this in church. You can listen to the message. If God wants to give you an overflow, don't go for a small piece or a spoon of something. Take everything that God has. So when you have a need, that need can be met by God. And that need, when met by God, it'll be met in a supernatural way, in a substantial way, in a glorious way, in an extraordinary way, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This is why the people of God are the most blessed people in everything. Because whatever we do, God says it will prosper. And he will bless your food. He will bless your clothing. He will bless your going out. He will bless your coming in. He will bless everything you have. Whatever you need, God will give you the best and not the less. Or not the less. Or not give you the second best. God will give you the best. So, 
He give you the best and God will give you according to His heart's desire. That is our Father in heaven, our good Father. According to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus, our God will supply all your need. When you have a need, run to Jesus. Tell Him what you need and see what He can do for you. Look to Him for every need of yours and see what God can do for you. So in this month of April, whatever need you may have, from wisdom to do that which you need to do, the ability to communicate and talk to those whom you need to talk to, all the transactions that you need to make, for your studying, for your business, for your shopping, for everything, talking to family members, to friends, to whomever it may be. Every skill that you need, which you don't have, there's a prophecy God is speaking of this hour. According to his riches, God will give it to you. God will give it to you. Now it's your job to trust him to be able to take everything that he has for you. If I don't believe that he's capable of meeting all my needs and I just try to do my own thing, then I'm not going to get that which God has for me. I'm going to limit myself. But when God speaks to us, when we say, God, I believe every word that you have spoken because your word is life. And we say, if you say that I'll prosper in all I do, I believe that I will prosper in all I do. Now, whatever area you have failure in and you have a lot, you're going to trust God for all of that and look for prosperity to come to you. God is speaking at this hour. You need to expect, when you pray, you need to expect things to turn. When you feel like everything is going opposite, that's when you have to look for God's hand to come and show up. It's important. Many times your faith will be put to test. After you pray, right after you pray, you feel like, oh no, everything went downhill now. I asked God for this and now I was asking God for $100 and now $200 is gone and this this expense came and all kinds of things. And Satan will say, well, you see, it doesn't work. No, it does. It's a test. When that $200 is gone, when you're praying for 100 you know that. Now your faith is being put to test and that's when you pray. You say, Lord, I'm trusting you. Even though I see something opposite, I'm going to still trust you. Guess what? God will cause the loss to become a gain in a double measure. This is the supernatural way things happen. When you express faith in the midst of everything looking opposite, God will just cause it flip to happen suddenly. You won't even feel that. $200 gone. You'll see the gain in a double measure. And you're going to say, God, how you work all things together for our good and for your glory. And how you work this. And now you have a testimony. I'm going to take you to Second Kings now here. Let's just go there for a second. Second Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter 4. And I'm going to read... From verse 1 onward, Second Kings chapter 4 from verse 1. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. 
the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all of your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her sons, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Praise be to God. I want to highlight something here that the Spirit of God wants me to highlight here. According to your faith and according to what you want. God has everything according to what you want. The oil kept coming as long as the pots were there. Once the pots ran out, that means this is how much I have and this is how much I collected. And after that, the last pot got full and there was no more pot left, the oil that kept coming stopped. According to our faith and according to how much we want to take, God will keep giving when we have that faith in God and express the faith by our obedience to his word. When we say, Lord, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. That's the third scripture. You need to have this. This is something that the Lord God brought during our prophecy a few days ago, and God is bringing to us, first of April, God gave it, and the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to us. As God is speaking to us about the overflow and about the abundance, God is also speaking to us about the involvement of our faith and how we can restrict what God has spoke, has talked to us or spoken to us through his word and to what extent we can actually inherit, how much we can inherit, and the rest is up to us, whether we are going to or not. If we have more pots, we can have more. If we say, this is how much we have, and then that's how much we will have. And so according to our faith, and according to how much we want to possess, God is ready to give to us according to our need, and according to how much we will take from what God wants to offer. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. This widow had nothing. When the question came from the prophet of God, what do you have? She says, I don't have anything except this little bit of oil that is left in that jar. With what she said she had, God did a miracle, you know, for her. So what she had to do was go get how many ever pots you can get, just bring how many ever. So they went and they got how many ever pots they can. And they thought, okay, we have enough. But you know what God shows here? He can even give more than that. You think that I need this many pots. Okay, he said, collect as many as many I collected. But if you have gotten another extra pot, if you have more, God has even more to give you to fill. God is speaking to hearts this hour. Stretch your faith, stretch your faith, stretch your faith, stretch your faith, stretch your faith. It's important. If you don't stretch your faith and if you limit God, 
as we see in God's word, that the children of Israel limited the Holy One of Israel by their unbelief. What they do, they believed God at certain points and then didn't believe God for other things. Because of that, what happened, whatever areas they didn't believe, they didn't inherit. For example, they believed God when they had to leave Egypt. They had faith for that. They trusted God and they came out of Egypt by doing what God told them to do. Whatever Moses said, they did. And which was, you apply the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and you eat those bitter herbs and whatever the Lord said and leave that place with haste. Borrow whatever you need to borrow, whatever you need to get from the Egyptians, get that and get out. They did all of those things. And when you see this group of people believing God and taking that step of faith, they didn't say, well, if we do this and what will happen and if Pharaoh comes after us and if he catches us and we can die and all those things, they had all those things there. But they did what God told them to do. They did the Passover lamb. They did all those things and they had that faith to leave right away. They saw there was death in Egypt. And they saw everybody weeping and they said, we're going. So they had faith to leave. They had faith to believe Moses, God's prophet, God placed there. And they followed him and they left. They had faith there. But when they came to the wilderness, they didn't have the same faith they had there. So they started complaining and they started saying, oh, I want to go back and I wish I could have gone back. And why do you bring me here? And I could have been, you know, there and now I'm here to die and we and our children are going to die. And they just said all kinds of crazy things that they should not have said against the living God who did so much. Ten plagues to get them out. And to bring them through that Red Sea after having seen this big miracle of this big waters parting. And comes the wilderness. Can God give them water? Their eyes became big at looking at the wilderness. They're just looking at the wilderness and they're saying, oh boy, this wilderness is so big and, and there's no water and they're seeing dryness everywhere. They're looking at dryness everywhere. Instead of asking God, it took like three days for them even to even ask water. They're just going, you know why? They were going by sight. God is speaking to us at this hour. They're walking, they said, okay, it's dry, no water. Let's see where we can find water. They're relying on their own strength. Let's see where we can find water. Second day, let's see where we can find water. They're going and they're now they're very tired. Why? Because they did not ask God. If they could have asked God, if they would have asked God the first day itself, when they felt thirsty, Lord, I'm in the wilderness and there's no water here. Father, give us water. God would have given water right there. You see in the Bible, God gave water from the earth itself. God could have given that, but they didn't. They were looking around. They were saying, oh, let's see. Let's go a little more. Let's go a little more. You know how many times we would have done this? Just like the children of Israel. Try our own things. This is not working. Let me call here. Let me Google here. Let me talk to the friend then. Let me try this. And, and after everything is gone, then go into a deep hole of self-pity and saying, oh, God, I tried all these things and nothing worked. And well, I don't know if this is going to work. And you were doing your thing on your own. Where was God in this? No. Now when this didn't work, all your doings, your own didn't work. Now you're feeling all desperate and frustrated and saying, oh God, help me. I can, I don't think it's going to, then it's all whole unbelief dance over there. God is speaking to our hearts today. 
You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until you get utterly thirsty. Do your own thing and then complain and yell and scream and kick and scream at God. No. That's not going to help you. You need to call upon him. Ask him. When you have a need, ask him and ask him in faith. And see what he can do. Ask God in faith and see what God can do in your life. Don't be like the children of Israel who limited the Holy One of Israel. That means God wanted to do so much more. God wanted to give so much more. Everything is available, but instead of taking what God had, they're standing there and complaining. They had faith when they left, but they didn't have faith. After seeing the Red Sea, after seeing all these things, they didn't have faith in the wilderness to continue to go to the promised land. We don't want to be like that. We want to be people who will not limit the Holy One of Israel, but will, by faith, like the centurion, will marvel God by our faith and receive everything that God has for us. The centurion's faith marveled Jesus Christ. You know why? Because he was not even a Jew. He was a Gentile. He had such faith in Jesus Christ. We need to be like that. You know, a lot of times we say, oh God, you know, um, I don't think I can do anything because I'm so dumb and I don't have anything and I can't do anything and all those things. But you know what? God has given each person a measure of faith. It's from his hands. You know what the centurion did? He put the faith to full use. And many believers, they receive that measure of faith from God. But they don't put that to use. That's why Jesus Christ marveled at the centurion's faith. Because he's, he's an unbeliever. He's a Roman centurion. But he knew how to put God's, how to put his faith that God gave to full use. We need to be like that. Each one of you here, God has given you faith. Faith to believe the extraordinary things that God can do. Believe in him. To see extraordinary things happen. Faith to receive everything from the hands of this extraordinary God. And glorify him the way that he wants you to. Now you can... Trust God for the impossible and see the impossible become possible. Or you can trust God for some things and not trust him for the other things. And for those things that you don't trust him, there'll be a line that's drawn, just like the buffet. You're not taking that, you're not taking that. It won't be in your plate, that's all. It'll be in someone else's plate who says, I want that. However, it's available. It's available. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross. He makes all things available freely for this life and in the life to come God gives to us. How are you going to make use of it? How are you going to make use of it? Are you going to make use of everything? Or are you going to make use of some things and then cry over the other things? You don't need to. You don't need to be like the person sitting there and saying that, well... I'm not going to do this because it's too hard. Or I have to get up and go there. There's some people who are very lazy. To take their plate and go there, get up and go there, they can't go. They just want to just sit down. Well, I ate already. Even though I'm a little hungry, I don't want to because I have to get up and walk again. Then you're going to stay hungry. God is speaking to hearts today. 
don't be spiritually lazy. Don't be proud. These two things can take away the blessings of God from your life. It'll limit you and it'll limit God. Your unbelief will limit God. Your laziness will limit God. Your pride will limit God. These things should be out of your life. These three are major deadly weapons of the enemy that Satan will use against God's people and will keep them in a state of spiritual poverty. Keep them in a state of spiritual sickness, laziness, pride. Take caution. Spiritual laziness, spiritual pride is very, very deadly. When you feel like, oh, Lord, oh, it's hard for me to go to church today. I don't feel like going to church. Know that Satan has robbed already because you've given room. You feel like, oh, I don't feel like going today. I'll go tomorrow. Satan is very happy because your today won't come. Today is gone. Tomorrow will come if we're alive. But today's blessings are gone. So be careful. And when you feel like, oh, I don't want others to think about me like this, or I don't want to do this, then you bring pride in front of you. It's another big weapon that Satan uses to take things away from your life. God is speaking to our hearts today. Know the worth of all that God has placed inside of you. Know the worth of all that God has placed in front of you. Spiritual laziness. The Bible says, laziness will clothe a person with rags with rags so that laziness goes for spiritual and physical so spiritual laziness will clothe the person with rags on the inside physical laziness will clothe the person with rags on the outside you know if you're lazy you don't want to go to work you're not going to make money you're not going to get what you need and you're going to be poor spiritually if you're lazy to read the bible and lazy to pray and lazy to go to the house of god spiritually you'll be lazy and that'll affect every area of your life God says, don't give room for that. Don't give room for pride. Don't give room for laziness. Be someone who's really alert. Be someone who knows the blessings of God, value the blessings of God. And also, you know, of all the weapons that the enemy uses against your own soul. Be careful with those things. Make use of everything that God has. You see, this woman, she didn't have what she needed in order to pay off the debts. All she had was some oil left. With that, God did a miracle when she gave that need of hers into the hand of the living God. And when the counsel came from the Lord through the prophet of God to her, she believed and she did. What was told to her, she borrowed. But the point here that the Spirit of God is bringing is, the oil stopped. When? When there was no more pot left. As much as she had in front of her, the vessels she had in front of her, to that extent, the oil kept coming. So if she had more pots, more oil would have been coming. So there's this provision that God has. It goes according to what we want. How much we want, to what extent we want to get, God will give. When we're not ready to receive, it'll stop. 
Our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, he will supply all your needs. So wherever there's a lack, God through his fullness will cause those lacks, whatever is in front of you, the lack to be overpowered by his fullness. If we say, Lord, I'll take my plate and I'll get what you have for me. Now, God's desire for every single person here in this house of God is for you to be able to get everything that he has. You know why? Because everything that he has is good for you and will bless you and will prosper you in every way. It's not like the regular earthly restaurant where you can have healthy food and others are not healthy and there are some that are tolerable and the others are like really, really, really not good for your health. And, and so you have to decide what is good for me and go by that. No. But whatever God has for you is to build you up. Every single thing that God has in front of you is to build you up, to make you strong, to prosper you spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, financially in every way. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Are you ready to have him meet every area of your life? Are you ready with your plate to go and take all that he has for you? Are you ready to come into the presence of God? Be met by God and take everything that God has for you? Will you put to use all that God has for you? And God is so eagerly waiting for you to come and take from him because he wants you to see well. He wants you to be well. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be the head and not the tail, to lend and not borrow, to be above and not beneath. And he wants to give you the finest of what is on the face of the earth. The Bible says he gives the finest of wheat to his children, not any wheat, finest of wheat. He gives the best things for his people. This is who our God is. When you know who he is, when you decide to follow him faithfully, when you decide to go into the presence of God, having faith in him, knowing that whatever he has for you is there to build you up, to bring you to the complete man, the measure, the fullness, the stature of Jesus Christ. So that you can become like this beautiful building built in Christ, housing the presence of God and bringing glory and honor to his great name, fulfilling your purpose on earth and reaching heaven's glory, having done all to receive your reward that God in Christ Jesus has for you. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Father, we thank you for your power that is available moment by moment for your people. All the blessings that you have for us. Oh, Lord, are more in number than the sand. 
And I thank you, Lord, that you have every need of ours met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When we have the willingness to trust you and to be there to receive from you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Abba, Father, I thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, I pray that this word may continue to strengthen your people. Lord, you are more than enough for us, Father. But you're so good. You give us all that we need in this world, Father. So we can shine as bright testimonies for you. You give us all that we need in this world because you love us. You want us well. And I thank you, Lord. We're so privileged to have you by our side. So we can live in you and you in us, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I pronounce your blessing upon your people this night. On this third day of this new month. What a promise you've given to us, Lord. I thank you for the riches of your truth. Thank you, Lord. I pray may each and every single one here aspire, Lord, to make use of everything that you have for them. May they value all that you have for them. May they know the value of all that you have for them. Open their eyes of understanding, Lord. Touch your people, Father. Touch your people, Father. Expand their capacity to receive. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. Lord, fill your people with many more testimonies in this month of April. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. With this blessing, I bless your people with. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen.